T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The this hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. They need three. Hurts runs out of the pocket looking for a deep Devontae Smith. One hander. It's the end. He's got it. It's amazing. Uh, scramble drill. We work it a lot. Um, the play's never dead with a quarterback like Jalen, so you got to stay alive and just keep moving around for him. It would nice if you caught it. Yeah, but eh, close enough. Devontae Smith made uh, what we all thought was a spectacular sort of Odell Beckham kind of catch. And then everybody was slow on the uptake there. The truck, everybody except the guy sitting next to me on the couch. Oh, he called it? Said it he said it, it touched the ground. Devontae I mean. Smith, better actor than Cole Komet. No, seriously. But, no, but honestly, I said, what are you talking about? He goes, Dad, he didn't catch it. Because I'm telling you, he didn't catch it. And they ran a play. I'm like, well, they ran a play. It's like, I know. He said, trust me, he didn't catch it. It's out. It's on the ground. I said, how did you see that from that angle? He said, you could tell and you could also tell by when, when he got up that something wasn't right. I'm like, all right, okay. But, hey, Jalen Hurts was good enough. I didn't think he was great. No, he wasn't good yesterday. He, I mean, let's, let's be real. Like, he was not... Good yesterday. It wasn't. I touched the ball before it went out, coach. Come on, Alex. The ref did not call that. You gotta be kidding me, Alex. It's the championship game. Talk to him, coach. Devontae was like, no, nah, uh, I ain't no snitch uh, like nope. Alex. Nope. <laughs> Alex is a snitch. Devontae is going to the Super Bowl. Jabroni. That's right, Jabroni. We could have so much fun with that. But yeah, Jalen Hurts yesterday did not play his best version of ball. But in watching it, it goes into exactly when I look at the, the Eagles, and to me, they are a template for what the Bears should try to accomplish with Justin Fields. And you know, like I've been on this for a while since last year, where I'm sitting there going, Oh, I see the development that's happening, and I'm seeing the pieces that they're putting around. Jalen Hurts to make a quarterback who I think is pretty good an MVP candidate, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the offensive line, you go and get the receivers, you you make sure that your defense the is fine. Stable of running backs, and what type of running backs? Fast ones. Because I should have done the Boston Scott prop again. Because speed matters at that position. Because you can run away from people. How about that? 
it's it seems like a really simple thing to do, but it's something that your roster you should have guys that can make explosive plays in the run game because of their speed. And it played a role in the second game too. Isaiah Pacheco probably knocked himself out with his hard run at the end where he's running down the sideline, but it puts you in a position to win games when you have speed. It's funny that we should say that because that's everywhere else on the field. It's a really good thing to have fast people. And is is Gainwell an all-time sports aptronym? That's so perfect. I had never even thought about like he gains well. His his name is Gainwell. It's his actual name. What does he do? He gains well. Right. I mean, I know there was a swimmer named Jeff Float. I and I <laughs> I there there've been some great sports aptronyms. Lake Speed, the drag racer, John Force. John Force and the, Ashley Force. The, the drag race. I mean, there, there's there's good ones there, but but Gainwell? Come on. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So I write down a list of things of, of what are the lessons to be learned. And I expect that Jalen Hurts will, will play better in the Super Bowl than he played in the NFC Championship game. I hope that there's more rhythm than what we saw in both of the championship games. But the cool thing about it to me is there were games this year where Jalen Hurts' play lifted the Eagles. Yesterday, it was the Eagles lifting Jalen Hurts. And it's not going... The guy that we saw in the second game, he's a unicorn. You're not supposed to be able to do all that stuff that Patrick Mahomes does. It's why he's regarded as the best quarterback in this league, the most talented. And yet it somehow seemed to surprise people that he was able to do it yesterday. <laughs> right. Patrick Mahomes? Win from the pocket? That's absurd. He's got more pocket touchdowns than everyone else. Even Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. If he can't move, then he can't be Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. He really actually can. Watch this. Watch all the stuff that he still ends up doing. But I, I, I always think about this when we're talking about the Eagles about Justin Fields because I want that template followed. I want a strong offensive line, a great center. Those are hard things to find. Like the Finding a great center, finding someone who can be stout at the point of attack smart to understand what the defense is doing and fast. I want them to steal. I want them to be able to steal that designed QB run with the pulling center. Like when I saw that, I was like, ooh. Like when when he's he he comes out and around and he's like, you follow me. And you you read, I'm I'm gonna blow this guy up at the second level and you run right off that. If you can have a center that can do that for Justin Fields Forget it. Well, they, they've pulled some of this stuff. The, the other thing, I want the quarterback sneak stuff. I want the diamond formation quarterback sneak stuff. The rugby mall? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want that added to the playbook for short yardage or goal line stuff for the Bears. I want the, the play where you pull the center or the right guard and then the tight end from the opposite side of the formation kind of slips through the line of scrimmage and then you're able to hit them in the flat. I want all of that stuff for him. I'm really happy for Jalen. 
he was dressed like Prince yesterday, and it was hilarious to me. Um, I'm looking forward to Layla's thoughts on on Jalen's attire because she's been a champion of ever since that stupid that stupid list of hot quarterbacks came out and all of the black quarterbacks were listed at the bottom end of it. She's like, is that woman look Jalen Hurts? He's a good-looking man. So anyway, I look at this and say, what is there to be learned for Justin Fields? You can't duplicate all of it. Like, I get it. You can't clone Jason Kelsey, although I wish you could. I'd like to try. I really yeah. wish you could because that would be perfect for Justin Fields. I kept thinking about something that our buddy Tim Jennings said to us a few weeks ago where Jalen has put in all of that work too. Like he's a he's a voracious like reader of offense. He clearly is a monster in the weight room. And because of what happened to him at Alabama and then going to go play at Oklahoma this guy is really committed to being the best version of himself at quarterback, and I think it shines through. I think it's that it's that other element that allows him to be in the MVP conversation. But Tim Jennings said something to us that I want Justin Fields and, and the coaching staff to keep in mind about development and him, is even with all the great things that he did this year, not feeling like he's arrived. He's got to continue to stay engaged in the process. By everything that I've heard from that kid in post-game pressers and everything, I, I think he's going to. It's just a matter of the coaches, I think, staying on him. Because the one thing that I don't want to see Justin turn into is like the Cam Newton effect in Carolina, where the results were so good that they stopped grinding him on the process. You have to keep grinding him on the process. You can't just let him get away with being the best kid on the playground. And to me, I think you see it with some of these elite guys sometimes. Like Josh Allen's been making some dumb decisions late in games. You have to stay on these guys because it's not about the results. Hey, we scored 32 against the Dolphins. It's about staying engaged in the process and grading out 100%. And that's the how only much of that, that is on the want. pupil. How much of that is on the quarterback to need that to crave that continued coaching and to show you the coach that they want more. It's a mix. It's a mix. Best guys are always self-driven, right? The best guys are always the guys who, if you're a coach and you're trying to gas them up, they're looking you in the eyes and they're saying, "F that! What did I do wrong?" Right? Those are always going to be the best guys. But I do think sometimes early on in a guy's career, you start to get some money. You start to have everyone in town feeling you. You have to have someone in your corner who's going to be like, listen, man, it's even sweeter, right? Getting to the playoffs, winning a championship, winning a world title is even sweeter, right? Like you have to, I think, have someone mentoring in that way. And as long as they have that in building from a quarterback perspective, I think the sky's the limit. The only thing that I worry about is, you know, we get too results driven of, oh, look how good our run game is. Let's just call in whatever because we know he can make it happen. And I think we've got to stay on him about his decision making, got to stay on him in the process because that's what's going to really get this team to where all of a sudden you look up and they're the new people dominating that division. And that division looks wide open. I know the Vikings are playing good football right now. You know, the Packers, you can kind of almost say, like, are they on the back half of, you know, what was the Aaron Rodgers run? Yep. So to me, I do think that division's open. I think Kirk can always surprise you and all of a sudden go four games in a row letting three picks rip. So I, I think that division's wide open, and I think Fields can be that guy who takes the next step, but they have to be in building 
grinding him. And then he has to be in building saying like, no, I want you guys to hold me accountable because we're going to go win a world championship. The reason that I bring it up is because I know how driven Hertz is. And I've, I've heard the story, the same, same stories. Like it's, this is not a concern. Like I don't see it as a fear. I just think that it, it, we should still point it out that part of the reason that we're seeing Jalen Hurts have this type of success is that he kept at it, that he kept fighting. And even when there was improvement in year two last season, he kept going and kept getting better and was doing a better job of understanding where he could do his stuff inside of this offense. Let me ask you this in this context then. When we default to calling the the Cam Newton effect of the plateauing, of the idea, this is what we have, and this is all we're going to have, and this is this is what we're going to use. Period. Where is where would you put Lamar Jackson on that continuum? Now with a larger sample, where would you put him? My so here's my thing with Cam, and it's always been my thing with Cam. Even in college, I never thought that he was a good thrower of the football like just the the act of doing it and if you look at Lamar Lamar can do that stuff like he's a guy with a super strong arm he's got a quick release it's an unconventional arm swing but the ball if the actual velocity and accuracy are are good enough I always felt with Cam he threw like a catcher okay and so you know this right watching Jason if you watch if you watch Jason and I play catch, okay, you would see a completely different well, thing. Well, that is funky anyway, because yeah, but but yeah. I'm throwing from here, right? Like so I'm just throwing I, from here. I would want to hit BP off of you. Yeah, I'm perfect BP catcher. Yep, I'm a, a pitcher. I'm perfect for that. But that's how I always felt. Cam was. It 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 never felt like someone deconstructed his throwing motion. And for the most part, you didn't have to because look at what he was doing. He's such a physical presence. We had never seen anything like that at the quarterback position where the, the quarterback is bigger than defensive ends and he's running through tackles. So I don't know if anyone, whether that's on Cam or the coaches that he had, that they were, if he, whether he was at Blinn or at, at Florida or at Auburn, if any of them stopped and said, yo, you know what? If we could fix this, we could turn you into an all-world quarterback. Because even with this, mm-hmm. he was a league MVP. When I look at Justin, to a lesser extent, Jalen and Lamar, because I don't think Jalen's necessarily a – I don't think he has a great arm. I think he's got a good he doesn't, arm. doesn't. And here's the other thing. He's not that fast. But he's super strong. He though. is super strong. But if you are really scouting Jalen Hurts versus J- Justin Fields, is superior in multiple ways as an athlete. That's that's what I mean. I mean, he is faster. He's bigger. I think he's got. I, I think he throws the ball better. That's what I'm saying. When you you ask me about Lamar, I think Lamar throws the ball better. Okay. And I also think that he is willing or has been willing to change things about himself. Like he did the whole thing of, I'm taking a lot of punishment. I should probably add to my upper body. Because you remember Lamar Jackson coming out of Louisville. He was kind of slender and fast. Like more Michael Vick than anything else. 
And now he's kind of got that bigger upper, upper body. So that was my only thing with Cam. And I think a lot of these guys, I think they're all Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson. I think they all like studied at that 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 university of watching Cam Newton and go, mm-hmm. if I could just add that arm talent thing to it, I'll be unstoppable. And I don't want any of that to get in the way of Justin Fields, who I agree with you. I think he's a better, more consistent thrower of the football than Jalen Hurts. But there's there's also some good to what Jalen Hurts has gone through in his journey to get to the NFL. He, This is going to sound like a swipe. It is not meant as a swipe. It's actually meant as, as a compliment. I think that he understands his limitations. I think that he knows I can't make that throw. So I'm not going to try. I'm going to check it down or I'm going to look for something else. Fields is a guy with enough arm talent where he goes, I can totally make that throw. And sometimes you want that. You know who you see it with most often? Josh Allen. Josh Allen is out here doing a Jay Cutler impersonation sometimes. He's still pretty reckless with the ball, but I get it. If I had a cannon, I'd be like, I can totally make that throw. And also, that's Justin Jefferson. You know, like, like I can make that. Let's see Justin Jefferson. I mean, um, who am I thinking of? Not Justin Jefferson. That's the Vikings. Anyway, he knows that he can make that throw. I'm talking about Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs. That's who I'm thinking of. He does that, and Cutler used to do that. Cutler used to be like, and totally make that throw. Watch this. Yeah, even with imperfect mechanics, right? He could be like, yeah, off a second, you know, afterthought off my back foot, and still put it there. I can make that throw. Yep. I can throw it through. I can get it there before the linebacker gets there. And I think Justin's got some of that arm talent stuff, and some of some of that moxie of like, I can totally do that. You don't want him to rely on that. And that's why I love what what Tim was saying about stay on him, stay and and he'll stay on himself from everything that we've we've heard. Stay on him to get better, to execute at the highest level possible, and and hopefully he does it. But I I really respect Jalen Hurts. Can I ask a weird question? And I sure. think you brought this up. Why does he crouch so low I, to receive a shotgun snap? I don't know. I I'd love to talk with him or someone at the Eagles about that. I don't. Th- Can't you see better if your eyes are higher? I wonder. Here's what I I wrote down yesterday. Or maybe it's literally receiving it. He wants to see it into his hands. I kept wondering if it helps with his drop. If it makes it easier for him to get into his drop because he's in a more athletic. Stance. That's extreme, though. It's very extreme. The, you see, like, Justin is more upright than most quarterbacks at receiving the, the shotgun snap. But looking at, at Jalen Hurts, I'm like, why does he do that? Like, it, is it to get the ball faster? I wonder. Like, is, is that quarter of a second as he's leaning forward and crouched down, does that allow for him to diagnose the play faster? It's a really... It's one of those things where you, when you're watching ball, you go, hey, that's different than what I'm used to seeing. I wonder why one does that. But I really, like, I, I respect him. 
as as a player and as a person. And I I'm glad that he gets this opportunity. And and it's also pretty cool that you got two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl for the first time. Yeah, it's also pretty cool that the guys with a hand in putting both of these teams together now work for the Bears. Yeah, that's real cool, right? Maybe maybe Ryan Poles can find a center like Creed Humphrey or Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Be nice. I want to revisit this idea of a team in the championship game for their conference literally running out of quarterbacks <laughs> and and what might be a reasonable <laughs> action to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Damn, they ran out of guys. Because everybody agrees that sucked. It sucked for everybody. And we're all looking at each other like, well, I guess this game is over. <laughs> Like you could turn over to something else. Like that was the only thing. Like that was all you were gonna watch yesterday. It's like, oh man. So yeah, let's let's try to help the NFL out in that regard. We'll do that next here on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Man, Bernstein and Holmes, best show in radio. I love it, boys. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Just simply the best. That was the exact same play that Pert, and they're going to take Johnson off the field. That's the backup quarterback, and Kyle Juszczyk is the emergency quarterback, the fullback. Unless Brock can go back in. Unless Brock Purdy can come back in the game. Yeah, you don't want to be in that situation. Come on. I, it was That was Westwood One's call of some of the ridiculousness yesterday. And I always tell the story of anybody who remembers the 84 Raiders at Soldier Field against the, a Bears defense that knocked out starting quarterback Mark Wilson with a concussion. And they immediately put in backup quarterback David Hum, who was then almost killed. I mean, just... Otis Wilson came at a at a at a like a perpendicular angle and just knocked him into next week and I thought he was dead. So they cart off David Hum. They're looking for Ray Guy, the punter, the emergency quarterback. He's hiding, literally hiding under towels, under right? under in the trench underneath the bench, covering himself up with towels. 
so they can't find him because he didn't want to be quarterback against the Bears' defense. And they couldn't find him. Couldn't Where's Ray? I don't know. Where is he? Find him. I don't know. We can't find him. Mark? What? You're going back in the game. No, I'm not. No, he didn't know where he was. He was already removed due to a concussion. They put him back in. Yeah, that's a bad idea. He could have died. Yeah. Which Which is part of the reason, Dan, that I do think that the NFL needs to revisit this. I think they need to revisit the the emergency quarterback rule. So they had this. This used to be a thing. The rosters used to be what was called 45 plus one, where you had your 45-man roster, and then you had an emergency quarterback. Why did they change it? They changed it because coaches were like, if you're going to give us 46, we prefer to do the choosing of who the 46 are. So people, when I brought this up, I, I think they have a valid point of saying, hey, they could have put three quarterbacks on the roster yesterday. They chose not to, and they deserve what they get. I understand that. I'm looking at this from also like a a league level, too, where if you're the NFL, you can't have a game and an experience like that turn out to be some nightmare because there isn't a quarterback that's available to play. And to your point, Lawrence, quickly... They're playing 17 games with an 18-week schedule and one bye week. Yep. I mean, you got to be kidding me with that. And obviously, it comes into play with San Francisco, and I think we delighted at the fact that they were able to do what they did with Brock Purdy without really exploring like some of the bigger issues of you lose quarterbacks, and once you get to week 14 or 15, you start looking at who's starting games, and it's not marquee. It's not what what the NFL would want. Now, in this case, they get the quarterbacks that they would want in the Super Bowl. You've got two guys that are going to finish one and two for MVP with Mahomes and Hurts. Two really good teams, an all-world quarterback and a quarterback that's been pretty good this season. I, I want them to... Stick with the 40. I want them to go 46 plus one. I'd also be okay if they went to 53. I, like, I'd also, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, why should any of us care about that? They care about it because of how much money you're going to pay. But, but I'm also willing to pull back a little bit too on this. If you're saying, all right, Lawrence, the NFL. And the players are, are not going to be able to come to an agreement about having an extra guy who is on the active roster and the salaries for that third emergency quarterback or second emergency quarterback. Like, they're not going to be able to handle it throughout the season. Fine. Make it. You change the overtime rules for playoffs. You can change the rules on this, too. You could. And if we're thinking, if we're just spitballing ideas here, right, the NHL has e-bugs. The NHL has a rotation of emergency backup. Yeah, I, I I dismiss this out of hand because I I don't want I don't want Jason, your Jason, playing quarterback <laughs> no, no, just no, no, because no, no, he no. happens to be there. I, I'm it saying, needs to be someone who is on your roster. I, okay, not Adam Rogowin happens to be in the stands and he can come out and play it, goalie. Did you see the guy got in just over the weekend? Yes, in Edmonton. That's always a big thing in the goalie community when an e bug gets in. But why not have a group of NFL emergency quarterbacks? Jordan Palmer's just... Yeah, where the league will pay them, and whoever they may be, and your David Blouse and your Tim Boyles, and, and you get th- that group, and each week, 
depending on what's going on, you you can assign, you, you, you fly them out to be where they need to be. No. Okay. Not doing that because of the shenanigans that could happen with one player being in one place. Like, the guy's on your roster. He, he just isn't good. But in a situation where you're in a playoff game, he dresses just in case. Just in case. So it that's why I like the idea of it just being for the playoffs since they already changed the overtime rules for the playoffs. Just do that. And it's the same thing where they had a reaction to last year's playoff game between Buffalo and Kansas City and said, we've got to change that rule to make it more fair. You could do the same thing here. Championship week, something went kablooey. It ended up being bad football. The product ended up being terrible because there weren't enough quarterbacks to finish the game. There, there, there weren't enough quarterbacks. The, the 49ers have gone through four different quarterbacks. The other part of this for me, because there is hopefully an emphasis now on protecting quarterbacks because any player, and specifically the quarterback, can be taken off the field for a player to just because it looks like they might have a concussion. If you are for player safety and you don't want someone lying to their baseline to try and stay in stay in a game, this allows for an extra person to be there for you and your team to give that to give much more incentive to a team to say when in doubt do not go back in the game change that change the culture of the game to say instead of oh be a hero tape a couple of astronauts to your helmet and get back in there because that's what everybody does in football to say nope we are absolutely no longer taking those kinds of chances we saw it with Johnson is the same thing as what happened with Tua where he gets driven to the ground, and then has that second impact with the back of his head hitting the turf violently. And from that moment on, you kind of knew he wasn't coming back into the game. He was having a hard time getting up, and the independent spotter is going to be like, no, that guy can't, he, he can't play. We can't risk another PR nightmare with second concussion syndrome like what we had with Tua. So to me, it's pretty easy. And if you want to just make it the playoffs, we're talking about $2 million, you know? Like, between the teams that are in the playoffs, the players make, what, $69,000 a championship Sunday? To have uh, an active person on your roster for a playoff game is, in some cases, less money than they would make for a regular season game. It's worth it. The, the pool of money that it would cost to keep an emergency quarterback employed is worth not the, the not having what you had yesterday when people were like, I don't want to watch this anymore. This just, is stupid. It was just too bad. And then you're like, oh, it's it's there's, there's nine minutes left in the in the third quarter, and everybody knows the game's over. And, and Texas, it, it ceased to be a game. Texas saying so the fifth quarterback's going to make that much of a difference. No, but you know what the fifth quarterback was at least going to be able to do? Pass at least be able to attempt to throw the ball so that the Eagles couldn't play 11 men in the box because they knew that Brock Purdy wasn't going to throw. And and also to speak to your point, yeah, maybe that fifth quarterback is going to make that big of a difference 
Because Brock Purdy won seven games in a row with that offense. It would cost them almost nothing. It makes sense to do from a player safety standpoint and from making the game itself tolerable. <laughs> like, because no one wanted to watch that. Is the only it was like the thing that you were watching for is how hurt is Brock Purdy and might he get even more hurt while he's out there, which is not what you want people watching for. So that's my whole thing. Like that's what they had it before. Coaches have made what I think is the right decision from a roster standpoint. That extra corner or extra lineman usually extra offensive linemen or that extra linebacker for special teams makes more sense than having a third quarterback activated. I get that. I'd love expansion of roster. That would be my first choice. That the the game day roster go right to 53 for playoffs. And I think that 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 takes away a lot of some of these problems, but if in lieu of getting an expanded playoff roster, give me 46 plus one. And there you go. I think that's a completely reasonable ask. I just like for the game to mean something. And if Mr. Blau came in there, that's his name. That name again is is Mr. Mr. Blau. And he comes in there and lights up the world. So be it. Near four. What, how great of a story is that? We all saw Caleb Haney. Well, I mean, but you saw him after Todd Collins, so everything looked better. Well, we saw him in the NFC Championship game. You sure did. Throwing it directly to B.J. Raji. Hey, man. Did you see him? No. You realize that he's... 400 pounds. (laughs) He's a 400-pound man. I know. I just didn't see him. I missed him. I I don't know. I I, I didn't see him, and he was there, and then he had the ball, and then he was gone. I mean, it's not like Jay Cutler missed... No. Big old tackles, too. That five-interception game against San Francisco. Thursday nighter. Was that his Bears debut? No, that was no. his inaugural season. The Bears debut was against the Colts. That's right. That's right. Mike Rankin, I watched that game with Doug Buffone and Ed Obradovich. We were out at four wins, I want to say. And, man, you talk about. I, that was one of those days where I was getting jostled. Weren't there three red zone picks? Mm-hmm. Like two actual in the end zone? <laughs> they were supposed to win that game. And one to, they a, had it. One to a defensive tackle. Yeah, I remember the next day Terry and I did a show from downtown Arlington Heights. I forgot the name of the bar. But we walked in there looking at each other like, what the hell, man? Like, what? Everybody, everybody, like the, the whole the theme of the whole show is what the hell is that? You know, what, what what do you do or say? <laughs> There's just it just felt like rock bottom. Yeah, it was really bad. And you're going, oh, that's 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 when I think that's when the night diabetes thing started. No, that was early on. I think I don't think so. I think that that's when the night diabetes started with Jay Cutler. Might have been because it was his first year, right? That that game. That Thursday night game against San Francisco, that was 2009. Right, and actually week one was against the Packers in Lambeau, the Sunday night game, and they lost that one. Cutler, not not too good in that one either. Night Diabetes! He's got the night Diabetes. Can't see at night.
When we come back, we've got high noon, and I have an update to the story that I did Friday. Remember the Australian superhero origin story? Yes. We cast the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. We got more details, and the details oh, no. aren't getting better. I don't like that. But I do, since uh, 80 for Brady comes out for Friday, I've got more 80 for Brady stuff for you from four great Americans who have come together to do a terrible movie. That's next. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the palace alone. Yeah, right. When? High noon? We've been digesting the weekend in football, the big day in football, where we just sat ourselves in front of big screens and watched a lot. And big one... screens. <laughs> His name is Brad Biggs. And it was it, it was fine. Morning, boys. What's going on? The, the officiating was mostly awful. Not, I'm not alleging some sort of conspiracy. It's just, just a lot of bad. It's conspiracy is C-O-N. Spiracy. Went through the catalog of pettiness. We talked quarterbacking, what we can learn from the Eagles, what it means for Justin Fields, how I kind of got the fact they knocked out Purdy so early. I got deprived of one of my favorite things in sports of when when Cinderella, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. But uh, it, it kind of happened in one moment instead of happening over the course of a game. So it wasn't uh, as satisfying as it usually is. And also we discussed sort of re-legislating the emergency quarterback rule. So I promised you until 80 for Brady comes out that I would have sound from Jane Fonda and Sally Field and Lily Tomlin and Rita Moreno because they've been doing all of this stuff to try to get people to go see 80 for Brady. This was a more kind of sad, melancholy. Like last week we had, you know, sexy time with Rita Moreno at 91 and pheromones. This made me kind of sad, and I'm like, I should go spend the money on the movie. Women's friendships are very different than men's friendships, and they're very important to our health. We, because you guys, you kind of sit side by side and watch sports or cars or women. Women sit facing each other, eye to eye, and they say, I'm in trouble, I need you, can you help me? You know, we're not afraid of being vulnerable. My favorite ex-husband, who's Ted Turner, said to me, you don't make new friends after 60, but I think that he's really wrong, that what you have to do is you have to be intentional. Like, I never used to be intentional. I would meet Sally Field, for example, but not pursue her. Well, I did pursue you. Oh, goodness sakes, I couldn't make you stop. Yeah. Because she tends to be reclusive. Is that right? And I pursued you. You have to pursue people that you want to be friends with. And you have to say, I'm intentionally wanting to be your friend. And it works. People hear that. And then they stick around. And you you develop new friendships. I don't really like people that much. No, I really don't either. I try to avoid them. Me too. But those who are intentional, you just can't can't get get away from them. (laughs) So you just give in. They won't go away. So it makes me kind of sad that Rita Moreno is 91 years old and she's having a hard time finding friends she can trust. That's really interesting stuff from Jane Fonda. Great stuff from Jane Fonda. And like you could hear the sadness in Lily Tomlin's voice yeah. where she's like, we we want to be your friend. And we, you know. So I'm like, should I spend dollars on this movie? So that she's happy. Eight. Know, you know. We're getting a movie for eight bucks. At the, uh... Chatham. Matinee and Chatham? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. 
Think I'll be paying full price? No way. No way, Jose Cuervo. I am out here. I will go to a matinee in Chatham and sit there by myself. That's apparently like the new hangout spot, too. Really? Yeah, because they have this like crazy bar. Like sports. Like it's got like a sports bar thing. People just go and, and like, hang. Yeah, and hang. And if you want to go see a movie, you can. Well, that's but. like Arclight down here, right? In the same kind of deal? Is Arclight gone? I think the Arclight is gone. What about the one at the... There's a new one, though. There's a new theater that just opened up in Lincoln Park, maybe, or something. But, yeah, I, I think the Arclight is gone. That's the last place that I saw a movie with a group of people was there. And I was like, this is really nice. And then, you know, there was a pandemic and stuff. I like the Logan. I like the Davis. Those are Oh, those yeah, are I, I dig the Davis. But I'm all about Chatham, man. Chatham's fun because you get... There's all sorts of entertainment during the movie that if you're prepared for it, you can end up having a wonderful different time. culture. Yeah, you can see movies in a different light and maybe go, I never thought of that until that person screamed it out. And now I do. So last week we told you about the missing radioactive capsule in Western Australia, and now officials are admitting that... It's been weeks bef- since they knew, it, like, they had no idea it was lost. They only found out it was lost recently, and they realize it's been lost for weeks. Yes. But they didn't know it was until now, so now they're scrambling to find it. And the reason it's hard to find is they're dealing with 1,400 kilometers of highway in the outback, and this thing is the size of a Tic Tac. Smaller than a blooming onion, so they're they're in some they're in some trouble here. So what? Did, remember what I said was, why don't you get a Geiger counter of some kind and, and see if you can actually pick up the radiation first, and then try to find it. So, they said that they've now formed an incident management team. And he says, we've continued the search on strategic sites along the route that the vehicle had taken, concentrating on sites close to high population areas. The search involves the use of radiation survey meters to detect radiation levels, which will help us locate the small device. What we're not doing is trying to find a tiny little device by eyesight. We're using the radiation detectors to locate the gamma rays, using the meters that will help us then locate the small device. We've secured the GPS data from the trucking company to determine the exact route and stops the vehicle has taken. We'll continue to use the specialist equipment on the Great Northern Highway. So they said there were screws missing from the protective gauge holding the capsule when it was discovered missing. And now they're going to look at all of these circumstances involved. And they're reminding people, do not handle it. Do not come closer. If, if you are further than five meters, it'll pose no danger to you. If it's closer, we strongly discourage people from picking it up. If you see it or identify it, move away from the source. So thank you for that. They still now say they do not know the exact date the capsule fell off the truck. All they know is when they open it up to reveal that it wasn't there anymore. They know it wasn't a criminal act. Now, this is what's interesting. They're requesting, if you happen to have any of this, they're requesting more specialized equipment. What we're looking for, they say, is mobile radiation detection equipment that we can put in a car and then drive at a reasonable speed. 
So if you have that just lying around somewhere, some sort of useful mobile radiation detecting equipment, the officials in Western Australia would like you to reach out to them and maybe see if they can lend it. How serious do you think that they think this actually is? My guess is it's a little more... Because that's the sense that I'm getting too, where it's like, not a big deal. It started out not a big deal, and then they're saying, well, you don't want to really be near it because (laughs) you'll get all kinds of horrible burns from the radiation that has a half-life of 30 years. So it, it does look like maybe the level of concern has uh-huh. has raised a little bit since we first saw this on Friday. Yeah, it does feel <laughs> uh-huh. that way. Uh-huh. Isn't this how all of those movies start too? Uh, yeah. If uh, if you have radiation detection equipment, uh, can we use it? Because we-, we got this thing that we lost. <laughs> kind of important. Kind of dangerous and... Well- Hopefully we can find it, because that would be good. Want to thank the people at Home with Flossmore High School. If you're on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score, I am wearing one of my favorite pieces of Homewood Flossmore memorabilia. They had me speak at the baseball, the, the Vikings baseball booster club on Saturday at uh, Bellagio's, the restaurant right there on the, the the outskirts of Homewood and it was really great I was expecting to talk to a room full of parents and boosters and I got a chance to talk with some of the members of the team and the kids were great as per usual I was not expecting to see one of my teammates there oh cool and that was really awesome uh Jonathan Ogden who who um well Johnny Og not the tackle he played third base and he was like way better at me than third base. So I told the story of the only time I got to play third was when he got thrown out of a game. Uh, so it was fun. He's on the staff now and it was very exciting to be able to talk to them. And then, you know, I got in my bag about education and talking to them about all the things that I feel is remarkable about any students who have been in school over the last three years. And it was cool. So I, I was glad to be Welcome back. You know, Jason Benetti spoke there last year. He said very nice things about me. I did not say nice things about him. I I just said all bad things about Jason Benetti. I'm like, can you believe they re-signed him? I mean, come on. There's so many other choices. Yeah, finally had an opportunity to move in another direction. They re-signed this jabroni. You can't believe that they didn't launch this guy. I mean, come on. What are the White Sox doing? But it was a really nice night. Uh, it was nice to be back. Apparently, they had got me a swag bag and then forgot it. And I was like, that's totally fine. I have enough HF swag for forever. But it was cool. Like, shout out to today. And, and I find out I find out that, that Johnny O, as I used to call him back then, he listens like every day. And he was talking to me about Jason. Because he's a baseball coach, so he's been scouting. Right, we didn't play I know, them. He, but we you played, played him in hockey. In, but you played him in hockey. Right. Yeah. So, you know, people were praising Jason ah, Bernstein. He, he, and he played very well against them. He yeah. did. So it was nice. And, and I did get the, hey, you sit with Dan every day. Is he a normal person? Hell no. And I was like, no, but he's a lot nicer than <laughs> you think he is. Like, he's not normal. I'm not going to lie to you. But. That's, that, that's like 10 years ago. All of the, is Bernstein really like that? 
and then they still listen. It's wild. But yeah, wait, let me move my mic. There, now people there you can go. see it. Show there out. Go. go Vikings. That is High Noon. Next up, we will get the football thoughts of Dan Wiederer. So keep it here. We are Bernstein and Holmes Middays 10 to 2, Monday through Friday on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.